And now for something completely different. Four, three, two, one. Hi. Welcome to the future. Remember, no guts, no galaxy. Hey everyone, we are Darren and Phil from No Guts, No Galaxy, and this is the first post-release MechWarrior 5 dev update from Piranha Games. Joining us today is Russ Bullock. You can see him right now on camera for the first time on our podcast. President of Piranha Games, developers of MechWarrior Online, and now, of course, MechWarrior 5. Welcome to the podcast, Russ. I want to say congratulations to both a successful, very successful MechWarrior 5 release. We've been uh, addicted for eight days now, um, as well as your upcoming 20-year anniversary for Piranha Games. Man, that's huge, which happens to coincide with the 35-year anniversary of the Battletech franchise. I think it's going to be a hell of a party Friday for MechWarrior 5 and uh, for your anniversary. Very much looking forward to seeing you. And uh, welcome. You get a chance to uh, breathe yet? How are you doing? Good. Phil, you there too, buddy? I am. I'm doing well, man. That was a lot, Darren. You just like, just just dumped all that. How many? Wow. Well, there's a lot going on, man. There is. I mean, it's... <laughs> I'm jealous. I'm not going to be at the party. I know. We were just yeah. talking about that. That's all right. We, we will miss you. Absolutely. But uh, it is a big deal. I mean, we got MechWarrior 5. We got 20 years of Piranha Games and the 35-year anniversary of the franchise hell of a year so let's get back to russ how are you doing yeah sorry i didn't mean to uh no it's okay deny the question but i was just i hadn't heard bill yet so i was making sure that everything was working but i'm good to go um yeah man i gotta say like i know that you know these things are complicated there's lots of feelings out there about everything but i'll just tell you how i feel and how i think when things went and you know things are I don't know. I have to say, I mean, it must be pretty close to best case scenario overall. And, and I guess I'll, I'll tell you why. Uh, 17 years since the last MechWarrior game. So a lot's changed in those 17 years. And in fact, you know, the perception of what games are and what they should be and the type of, you know, the design they should have has changed dramatically. And there's no doubt that when we started to make MechWare 5 Mercenaries, we knew who we were making the game for, and there was kind of a decision to be made at that time, right? Like, we could have we could have gone a different direction. We could have gone, uh, I guess, you know, more modern. Like, more, okay, let's, you know, for lack of a better description, say, you know, head more towards, say, Titanfall or something. So it's like, sure, it's MechWarrior, but... You know, we're going to make sure that it's it's taking modern game direction and therefore be, you know, very different from past MechWarrior games. That was one decision we could have went with. The, the other side was, well, we want to give like a true MechWarrior Mercenaries experience. So if you took MechWarrior 2 or 4 Mercenaries and you brought it to 2019 with Unreal 4 and you gave people all the things that they wanted back then when they were playing those games, uh, namely freedom, you know, to travel where they want, take the contracts they want, and ultimately give them a very, uh, very mech warrior experience, but with some modern elements, modern engine graphics, modern destructible environments, um, a lot of stuff that is very, very 2019, but also still has a lot of um, more old school um, design feel to it. And so with that in mind, we knew that it was going to be right there. You make a decision that says, well, you're going to be a little bit volatile when it comes to 
um, you know, some reviews and some reception. You're going to either, you know, quote unquote, you know, get it for exactly what it's trying to be, or you're not, you know, or you're going to be like, well, neat, but, you know, it feels too old school or it's, you know, it doesn't, you know, take modern design you know, conventions into effect, et cetera. So, you know, heading down the stretch, we did some mock reviews and stuff and, and we thought, okay, you know, we think we got a good smattering of, we knew that there'd be those that got it, you know, quote, air quotes, and we thought we'd get our share of eight pluses, you know, from those folks. And then there were some others that came at it exactly the other way. They were more like coming at it as a generalist. Anything to do with MechWay or past MechWay games really wasn't, you know, a consideration for them. Um, and we knew those folks would come in lower. And so we we did what we could to um, sort of adjust the game as best as we could to try to bring up those generalist people to a certain level. And at any rate, you know, we made the game we wanted to make. And I can certainly stand before everyone and say it's a game that I... You know, the interviews I gave in 2016 to PC Gamer and stuff at Metcon was describing this game. And we definitely stuck to that, you know, classic design in a lot of ways. <clears throat> and I said, yeah, it went really well. We got, um, you know, probably just as many, you know, 8-plus style reviews as not. And and so in a lot of ways, I think based on everything I just said, it's it's almost best case scenario, really, for this, for this game. Um, so I'm really excited. To me, I feel definitely super proud of the team. Um, very, very hard to get this game out the door. Very proud of everyone. And for me, anyhow, I'll always stand up tall and think that we definitely delivered something that will stand, you know, proudly as the number five game in the series. Not as some sort of like strange, you know, new version, but something that legitimately stands alongside the others. So anyhow, that's... That's how I feel. So I'm very, very happy. The team, I think, I think the team feels the same way, and there's a big level of uh, feeling of satisfaction right now. Love watching everyone play the game, by the way. Love well, it. I definitely want to say congratulations to you and congratulations to the team. Um, I can only speak for myself, obviously, and I'm not going to try and speak for other people, but I have been absolutely addicted. Um, I've been, for the most part, playing with Phil um you know during his stream and doing the co-op and then running my solo campaign at night um again thank you to my wife for allowing that um because i'm literally playing probably 10 hours a day um i've uh, i've got up to um, reputation level 12 on my my solo run and um and i just started this week a, a co-op stream with playing with players and i am in heaven um i'm one of those people that gets it and has have been waiting for this for a very long time um, Russ, you probably remember me saying at least once or twice that I play MechWarrior 4 still, or I have been playing it still up to uh, this year. Um, I played it once or twice a year just running through the campaign. Um, that was the only one I could get. I couldn't get two or three to work on my computer. But um, anyway, uh, this this is the, re the replacement that I've been waiting for, and I'm ready to hang up my hat on MechWarrior 4. Not to say I won't ever touch it again, but um, first of all, the mech combat, insane. Like, of course... You know, we're using the assets from MWO and the mechs are beautiful. Alex couldn't do a better job on all the mechs that are in there. Um, and so the mechs are just freaking phenomenal and beautiful. The 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 feel of the game, the stompiness, everything is there that I wanted. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, this just plays to everything that I'm I was looking for as far as, as far as nostalgia and potential um you know from the future whether that be dlc or, or or mods or whatever it's all there it's just solid to me and i'm having a blast like i'm literally addicted 
um, just playing nonstop. And, and I'm seeing a lot of other people that are in the same boat. Um, so that's my experience. I'm in heaven. I'm so I just want to say again, thank you. You can see the shirt I'm wearing. It's my Alpha Lance shirt. Um, I did finally get my Alpha Lance in the game, so I, I have my uh, you Warhammer about it. Marauder. Yeah, I, I saw did. the tweet. I saw. It. <laughs> I said the weekend just got better because yeah. I got my fourth and final um, mech for the for the the Lance, and so I'm running those guys around, and I'm just you know I'm loving it. I'm totally happy. So thank you to you. Thank you to your crew. And, uh, and that's my report. That's my yeah. emotional um, response. There's one thing I want to say to that. And then yeah. Let, let Phil time finally talk here. Um, no, I think um, one thing I'd, I'd, you know, I'd latch onto there, and I think this is just in fairness, like um, it's, it's no surprise, I think, that you know, the strongest aspect of the game, and, and even at Prana Games, we will clearly recognize this as being Maybe no surprise that the strongest aspect of the game happened to be the combat simulator. I mean, that's that's our history, right? That's who we are. Like we just spent eight years making MechWire Online, and <clears throat> you, you, no matter what anyone really thought of MechWire Online or how much you liked it or or whatever, everyone agreed that you know the Mech Combat, the combat simulator, was solid. You know, the solid um, experience, and so no doubt that that was going to be our strength. And other areas weren't necessarily our strength yet, you know, AI development and in particular um, storytelling. And, and those two aspects, in particular storytelling, were not the strongest parts of MechWarrior 5. And so, um, but I do think we took pretty big steps in those areas. And um, um, it's, it's not the high points of the game. The high points is the combat simulator. I mean, even the, in any of the, you know, less positive reviews for MechWarrior 5. That's one area they'd always say. In fact, it's like, I read this one guy, it's like, you know, this, that, and the other, but damn, is it fun. And then I'm like, well, it's a game. Isn't that supposed to be the most most important aspect, you know? So, you know, maybe your score should have been higher, buddy. But um, yeah, the, the Mech Combat's solid, and we made strides in those other areas. And those that have finished the game, I think I can clearly say that the uh, the story aspect gets stronger as you get closer, especially rep 12 plus, I think is um, significantly stronger. So there is kind of a, one of the problems is there is kind of a gap, you know, um, between seven and 10 reps and stuff and, and a little bit early, but anyhow, uh, I just, I wanted to comment on that because yeah, um, definitely the combat simulator. I mean, you could almost live forever in instant action. And then, you know, I know that most people are having, it's cool to hear you talk about how many hours you're in and, we weren't really sure how long the hour the game was going to be because when I tested it, I was effectively testing it from like a you know like a speedrunner perspective, right? Because I played through the game like oh I don't even know I, hundreds of hours, and then I probably play I probably finished it legitimately start to finish at least five times, and you could do it in 25 to 30 hours probably, but I'm surprised maybe a few people out there did that, but I think. For the most part, what I'm hearing from people is they're they're going to end up with two to three times that because they're just you know floating around having fun. But at anyhow. least, yeah. What about you, Phil? I uh, so the cool thing was me and Darren were on the outside throughout this entire process, and that's one of the things that like has been different with MWO us knowing what was going on behind the scenes. But, you know, it's like, oh, you can't talk about it. And this, it was like we were completely in the dark. Obviously, we got to play at MetCon with a bunch of you guys last year. And so we had just as much anticipation. And the cool thing, I think, from my perspective is 
is I got to share in real time my experience with you guys on stream. Like, you know, like, and that's, first off, that's that's a first, right? As far as the MechWarrior titles, as far as like Mech4 and stuff, that, that wasn't a thing. So that was really cool. And then on top of that, like, keynotes, I remember uh, the very beginning, like the training parts where you guys like had holograms for mechs. Like, and I I remember saying so many times, like in the past, like, hey, it would be really cool if like there was a training simulator where, you know, you could do that type of thing. And, you know, as far as, you know, uh, storyline, very similar to what you were saying is uh, what, mech four, your dad dies and you get revenge. This, your dad's Spoiler alert, uh, you know, um, something happens to your father. Uh, and then I'd 100% it's, agree it's with you. It's very 80s. Well, the story sort of take, takes a twist. And that's where, like, even now I'm, I think, I don't want to ruin anything for anybody. I'm pretty far well, along yeah. in it. And I still don't know. No spoilers. Yeah, I still don't know what's going to happen. And so for me... I like the aspect and approach you guys took to story and sure you could always say I'm, I'm sure you're you're probably your biggest critic as well as like you always want to do better and you always feel like you can do better right but i think it's a unique route that you guys took for the story and i think it's really cool and of course um moving forward it just to me the entire game is a good foundation and if anything i think you, your words are true you, you guys want to build upon that foundation and keep going right so to me it's amazing i'll say one word as far as my favorite weapon uh the gauss rifle <laughs> oh my god obviously yeah, gauss is so oh, key in um, dude in fact my biggest advice um for those trying to finish the game is save up those gausses um final missions you want a bunch of gauss rifles in particular rifles. <laughs> especially the last one it's going to come in real handy i um yeah some of the story missions are really challenging um a lot of debate internally about the difficulty of the game and i think that's a subject we'll get to here and too easy too hard and it's very difficult because we're developing to a core audience that's listening here tonight but same time you you don't want to make it so hard no one can no one else can finish it yeah um yeah, one other point, I guess, just in fairness, I'll bring up, you know, development over three years, and one thing about game development is that if you, one thing that doesn't work well ever is retrofitting anything into your game design, right? I mean, and I would say that was one of the challenges, um, kind of post-mortem-wise, of the game development was... I think the strength that you see in the combat simulator and in the star map and like the essentially the Merc loop, we'll call it, was because that was really the initial focus of the game. Like that was the core of the game. And there really wasn't that much plans for story initially. Um, it was really about the Merc loop and the freedom of the metagame. And it was as we went along, there was, you know, just feedback that we'd heard, like, oh, I really, you know, people expressing desire for a story and, or a, a nemesis and a bad guy, and people internally were kind of saying similar things. And so um, a lot of the story elements came together in the final, oh, more than a year, but the final year or so. And so, and we put significant effort into it once we decided what we had and what we we're going to do, and then we even hired a you know, an additional narrative designer to, for the, the final six months and put a double down and try to put as much effort in as we can. Uh, the Rihanna and Fahad and everything is just get every, we want them to nest, get everything at least to 
a point that was kind of minimally acceptable so that we could tell this story. So, and yeah, that's just a little more detail than that, um, which I think, you know, when people play the game, they, you know, makes a lot of sense now and you maybe think about it and look at it. But definitely there was a notion internally now that we've talked about where there's our strength of the studio and uh, that comes out in the game, I think, you know, again. But I don't know. We should, um, let me see. Let me take a look at some of my notes. Well, we just, Go ahead and talk. Yeah, well, we just had the, the first patch. So that uh, was yesterday, um, which included updates and fixes for art and controls and gameplay and sound and um, UI and then some general fixes. Are there any of those uh, fixes that happen that you want to touch on? Um, I'll, I'll drop the link into the for the patch notes into chat, but um, it was obviously a lot of stuff. Um, and of course, this isn't MechWarrior Online. Um, you know, this is a single player uh, release game. But in terms of these patches, um, is that something we should expect regularly? Is it going to be something more like we see with Battletech, where um, you know something comes out every once in a while? How how are you feeling about this patch? The whole way the patch came about. Anything you want to talk about that? And, and potentially upcoming patches. Yeah, well, I think um, we have to even even at Corona, we're kind of um, having to remind ourselves a little bit that you know this isn't MechWire Online. Uh, it means it's, it's not a live services game, you know, where we're updating it every single month, and it's just it's not something that makes sense or that you can do with like a you know a premium release style game like this. So initially, of course, the patches were pretty frequent because. You definitely want to make sure that everything is um, solid and, and bug-free enough that you can stand behind like the initial, you know, release of the game. And so, a couple hot fixes um, regarding a few crashes and some Hodus work, and then we had the main patch. There was a few items in there that were fairly significant. Um, one was well, there was some, there's been a number of co-op bug fixes, and so um, that's an aspect that you know because of the switch to the egs store definitely was coming in the hottest so there's um there's you know no doubt that there was there was some extra work there and there was some pretty big fixes in the patch with that one in particular that you guys probably experienced if you'd been playing co-op for you know more than an hour and then had to restart or re-invite someone else then yeah. you'd get into situations where people had to restart the clients that should be fixed now um and there's a few other things that were fixed either hot fix or in this patch around co-op and then mech spawning, or not just mech spawning, but enemy spawning, was definitely one of the larger pieces of feedback that we've been getting. Um, all the mission types behave a little bit differently. Um, there's some misunderstandings out there, but like the only mission type that has essentially endless spawning is in demolition. Like if you're taking forever to destroy the base, like things will continue to come. All the other ones are finite. Warzone, of course, will keep coming if you decide to stick around, but Assassination, raid, um, and defense. Obviously, defense is set once it's done, it's over. Assassination, raid, though, they are finite, but it, sometimes it can give the impression that it's not because you can spawn what we call patrols or ambushes. We, we kind of use both terms here, where um, moving along the tiles and randomly up to a couple times or something like that, you can you can spawn these these ambushes, and so. Sometimes they might feel like they're indefinite, but they're not. So if you get a really hard raid or assassination mission, sometimes the best thing to do is to, those are ones that you can kind of try to pace yourself and try to you know, corner yourself somewhere in a defensible position and make sure you take everything out before you move along because it does, might not feel like it sometimes, but you can get it under control and then 
you know, you're, you can move along and take out the bases. But the feedback was that when those moments would happen, maybe when you spawned an ambush or in war zone when you spawned a wave or something like that, that the algorithm sometimes would choose spawn locations that were too close to the player and sometimes right behind you. So you were like, the worst case scenario was 250 meters directly behind you. So the reason this kind of happened was the spawning algorithms were actually a little tougher than it might sound because we always had to take or tried to take co-op into consideration. So co-op means there could be up to three other humans and everyone can be looking in different directions. So what went in the patch yesterday is definitely not considered the be-all end-all. Um, I think we're going to be able to do some additional improvements um, and maybe some more line of sight checks, but you have to be careful with those because they can be uh, not very uh, good for performance if you do it uh, improperly. But what did go on the patch was we made an improvement so that it should be almost impossible or significantly more rare to get those bad spawns that come in right behind you. Most of the time now they'll be further out, closer to 600 plus meters, um, and just essentially behave a lot better. And so you'll take a few less of those, um, or maybe a lot less of those sort of like close and cheap shots. So I think it, it, it feels quite a bit better, but that's the only thing we changed. I know we get some, some weird tweets after that's like, um, one guy, you know, after the pass goes out, it's like, Oh great, this is awesome. Now I just get really sweet military garrisons with high walls. This is so great. Thanks for the patch. Well, you know, that had really nothing to do with the patch. That was just randomly generated missions doing its thing, um, getting a good good run. But at any rate, um, the spawns have been fixed considerably and I think we can make we can make them a little bit better come January. Which kind of plays into your other question is like how long we how often are we gonna patch? I don't really know for sure now I, I do think we're pretty committed to at least one fairly robust patch in January, maybe like late January, um, to kind of coincide with some stuff we're working on with NVIDIA. So that I think is a, is pretty close to a given. Um, and then I guess that's the only thing I can kind of speak to at the moment is I think we'll have at least one sizable patch in maybe late January. Um, and then I guess I'll just have to update, you know, we'll just update you as we can regarding other ones. And then, yeah, it'd be more like a DLC approach, but there'll be a combination of free updates and, and some, some DLC, and those ideas are starting to flow now, stuff like that. Right on. Now, um, obviously, we're going into the holiday, right? We got the, the party coming up on Friday, and you go into Christmas holiday and New Year's and so forth. So if anybody's wondering why, uh, you know, later January, that's why. Um, everybody's got to take a break. This has been a, a long time coming. And actually talking about everybody, how is, how's the crew feeling? Like, uh, was there a, you know, could you hear an audible sigh when it released and, you know, everybody's feeling good? Or was it just right to the grindstone again um, for the hot fixes and so forth? How's everybody uh, handling the release? Yeah, I think, um, I think there was a relief. Um, it, we definitely kind of stuck at it, but it was it was a different feeling, you know, much more controlled feeling. That's another thing that's very different between this and MWO. Um, you have to be ex a lot more um, cautious or you know careful about the way you're updating things for a number of reasons. One, you're updating more of a you know premium retail product, so it's a very different approach. There isn't regularly scheduled patches, so. Um, you've got to make sure everything's dialed in. Plus, it's you know, it's on the, our, not in our store. It's on, you know, it's, it's just different. 
So I think that it was it was you know back to the grindstone a little bit, but definitely much more methodical kind of controlled way, and it was kind of leading into the you know the home stretch kind of you know heavy crunch for the finishing the game. Um, I'll report it was it got really busy, but I think it was more bearable. It was a little more of a you know modern day um, I hope modern day crunch where it was like um, no one was expected to come in. Uh, or you know weekends no one was expected to work till the wee hours of the night but you know you get buy-in from the team and um, people were often spending you know a few extra hours in the evening here and there and throughout the week and really came together and I think worked really effectively to to get the game done so that um, but that did kind of like there was definitely a big um, release when the game shipped and again because of the style of game it was you're locked down a few days prior so it wasn't like on the 10th where we finally go ah it was honestly a little bit before that it's probably sure. even by midweek previous because that last final week you're just kind of testing one or two things at a time and maybe squeezing in one here one there a low fix something but just making sure that you've got your build you know so you're not pumping in you know hundreds of change lists you know the final days or anything yeah so i i had a question uh russ um Co-op has been fantastic. I've actually, I think some of my best moments have been hanging out with uh, Darren and, and some of our uh, viewers as well. Um, what's your experience been with that? And I don't know if you can talk about uh, stuff in the future. Uh, is, is there anything more planned with that? Co-op. Um, yeah, it's, um, that's been great. And I knew that people were going to love it, but or that they were going to be interested in co-op, but I still it still caught me by surprise at just how how much people were playing co-op and how willing they were to experience the whole campaign and story and everything in co-op. Yeah, I guess that's kind of a personal thing. Like for me, it's sort of like I'm the type of guy that would take more of the approach, like, okay, well, you know, I'm gonna you know, I want to play through this thing, you know, and then maybe I'll start getting some co-op, but. I saw people experiencing some of the story missions for the first time in co-op because someone's like, hey, I need help with this. And they joined them. So I thought that was cool. And I do think that co-op um, went bigger even than I kind of thought it would. So um, to answer your question, yeah, I think we're realizing that it's a very popular feature. Uh, both the format metagame aspect is, is hit really well and the, and the co-op has so again, there was a number of like more critical bug fixes around it that we got out the door, um, and there is a couple things that are, you know, I guess you'd call sort of like low-hanging fruit that people want. Like there's there's some stuff that's kind of outrageous. You know, it's more like people need to keep in mind and remember that this is a a peer-to-peer -peer, um, host, you know, client uh, situation where. There's no matchmaker server. This is like friends list, invite your buddies in and play co-op. So some of the ideas around, you know, well, can we all be on the star map at the same time? And things can get pretty outrageous pretty fast. That can be like, sure, we can do that stuff if you give us like 18 months and, you know, like an entire fresh budget to start with, then maybe we can do some of those things. But, you know, there's some other ideas that are more like living within the, you know, kind of the co-op world that we're living in. One of them, which seems fairly obvious, and this is probably quasi, it's more of a quality of life improvement and something that wasn't necessarily ruled out by us, but just didn't make it for initial release, which would be 
just the ability for the clients to be able to edit mechs, you know, so when you're in there and you're hanging out in the hangar and, you know, waiting for the host to do stuff, and especially if you get some meticulous style host that's in there, like, thinking through they should... Look, I like to paint my mechs, all right? That's... <laughs> Phil, take I feel forever. judged right now for... <laughs> making me look good all right so that's that's an obvious one and i'll say right now that we do have it in test internally right now um the ability for for clients to be able to do that so they can edit the max and they can nice they can paint the max and they require the permission of the host so the host cool. up on the social menu can feel like okay for these people i'm, I'm giving permission and then when they get in they can do those things Very and cool. so Think there's a few things that, you know, get just a little bit funky with it. And if you keep in mind that, you know, this is, again, this is, you're only playing with people. You're not playing with strangers. You're playing with people on your friends list that you're probably on point with. So these things really aren't an issue. But if you are both editing the mech at the exact same time, you know, the first person to submit the work order, if they happen to use the last medium laser, then that's the work order that's going to get it. A few things like that. So stuff like that probably... For this type of game, playing with your friends usually won't happen because you're probably agreeing that whatever mech, you know, Darren's using, he's, you know, he's doing the edits on that. The reason you have to give permissions, though, of course, is because in that player's campaign, you're using their inventory, right? Their inventory, their C bills, locking the mechs out for days on work orders that cost time and everything. So. But most of the time, I'd say among friends, this is a permission that's going to be set and forgot about. And uh, But we thought it was important that the permission thing had to be there. So that's in test. Cool. Um, awesome. I'm not going to commit yet when it's going to come out. I really, really hoped to get it out before we broke for Christmas. But I'm not going to – I can't commit to that today. We're trying. We're, we're it's in test. So you can you can look forward to that, though, as – as an example of something that's going to happen, and that's a good example of a quality of life improvement to co-op. And I think there's a number of things that we'll kind of identify and find in that category of things. Um, that category, I think, is something we'll be working on and polishing as we go along. Um, moving into that next category where it's like, I want to bring my Mac from my campaign. Well, I don't so sure about those things. Um, we need those things would be much if, if anything like that happened, that would be much further in the future. That'd be more along maybe official DLC type releases or bigger releases. And some of them might end up in a free update as well, besides just a DLC. But I meant, I mean that more along the lines of how long it would take. And yet we have, they'd have to work within the structure of more of the peer to peer system we've created. Um, to go, you know, the full server and everything is, is totally different, you know, dive into work. So, there's a few ideas we're floating that might still be interesting, but the idea here to keep in mind is it's a single player game at its core and at its roots, but you happen to be able to play co-op together with. That's that's more the way to think about it than like, this is a co-op game that has single player. It's a single player that you happen to be able to play co-op with. So when you invite your friends into your campaign, or they're coming into your campaign, and uh, there isn't some shared universe uh, mentality with the, you know, the star map and stuff. So quality of life stuff coming right away. Some of the bigger items we'll be thinking about as we move along throughout the year in 2020 for some of our bigger updates. The co-op aspect has been uh, awesome. I, you know, I had a feeling it was going to be popular, especially with streamers and so forth. Um, but it's been really cool to see how people use that. 
Um, I too run, I'm running the campaign solo. Like I said, I've, uh, I'm up to reputation 12 on that one and I'm trying to keep it that way. Although there have been a couple times on some missions where I was thinking, oh, I can't, you know, I've tried it three times or whatever, can't do it. And I was thinking about, uh, putting the word out. But speaking of putting the word out, that's something I've seen happening is people are having issues with missions and they literally tweet something out like I'm having a hard time with this. And this community, man, I'm telling you, this community is just awesome. And they are they're totally just jumping in, helping each other get through missions. Um, the co-op aspect was a surprise, but also not a surprise at the same time. And I think adding the ability to edit uh, your own mech you know, using your the host's uh, inventory is awesome, gives us something to do. And finally, I can get rid of those uh, freaking small lasers that people always leave on their mechs. But uh, it, it is going to be, that, that'll be a nice improvement. Now, I know you don't want to get too much into potentially what's coming or, or making promises or whatever, but you mentioned you're working on that uh, co-op aspect right now. And, and, and we'll see it in the new year, obviously, at some point. Um, is there anything else that you are working on right now, or at least that's in the immediate future that you can hint at? Or do you want to keep those mum? Um, I think there, there's a patch here in test right now. There's really just there's three items in it. Otherwise, there's a whole bunch of stuff going into that January patch. So I'll I don't have the notes well enough to talk about the you know the January patch. But sure. um, but you know this thing that we're testing has that edit max thing, but it has a couple other fixes that people have been talking about. One is cool. like when you get to a dropship and you're fading out to leave. Um, basically, we're making sure that all the AI and everything shut down at that point because I know that you could, you know, sometimes you'd be fading out and you'd be like, ah, oh, you guys would be screaming because they're taking lost the components and stuff. So we fixed that. Um, and there was one other, oh, yeah, we there's something to do with the way that the data and the saves work where the, although it should have worked, but anyhow, the save game that happens after you complete a mission, that happens after you've selected all your salvage and stuff. And I guess some people right. were, loading those save games and having their salvage be lost. So anyhow, we've shifted that so the save game happens um, as soon as you come back before the salvage is selected. So that fixes up that issue. So those are essentially the three things that are in test that I hope to get out as soon as possible when they're ready and we've confirmed that they all work. Um, and so, so that's in that quick patch. And then the January patch would be um, it, late January, I should stress, um, be much bigger, kind of more like the one we just put out. Um, and perhaps even, you know, a little bigger than that. So cool. that's about all that I can kind of, you know, go into detail. Sure. I, I just want to plant a little, because you just mentioned EVAC. Um, I want to plant a little seed, um, and I don't necessarily expect a response or anything like that. But because I do love the solo aspect as well and controlling the AI, um, which, you know, the AI has been very responsive. Obviously, you said you're going to continue to fine-tune it, but I've been very happy with the friendly AI doing what you want, other than the defense missions and walking right through the middle of the city. But um, when you're evacing, uh, I would love it if you could send one of your AI pilots to do the evac. Just putting the planting the seed, that's all. Well, that's um, actually- I am definitely a solo player. That's actually a question I was gonna ask you, Russ. Uh, you mentioned um, uh, the spawning, and of course the spawning has to do with like AI and um, I'm Again, I don't know the technical stuff as far as uh, that AI. Um, can you can you talk about that? Like, do you have ambitions for uh, expanding that? Um, I mean, obviously, I know some people are experiencing different things at different skill levels as well. Like, my pilots are getting up there as far as skill, and they tend to do a little bit different. And then also, I've noticed uh, I was doing testing. Uh, my pilots do really well if 
I'm long range and they're long range and we just sort of sit back and stuff like that. Um, what are your thoughts on the, the AI and is there any future improvements that you'd like to see? Yeah, well, I think the stuff I'd like to see um, more than anything would be the more, you know, egregious items. Like that's what I'm focused on. So yeah, in defense missions. So the reason that they end up smashing through stuff and we kind of do this heading down the stretch, but we just really didn't have time to fix it. Or if we tried, the risk was too great that, you know, we'd break a bunch of stuff. Um, basically, they're trying to stay in formation. So gotcha. they're trying to stay in formation. So it, you guys don't have the debug tools, but if you were to if you turn on the nav mesh, you would see that there is properly red nav mesh under all those buildings, which basically says there is nav mesh there, but the AI knows that they really shouldn't go there unless they absolutely have to. And so in situations in other in other game modes, let's say Warzone or something, and you walk through the base, for the most part, or, they're, or maybe they're running off ahead of you after an AI or something, they'll generally do pretty well at missing everything. Um, but when you're moving along with them in formation, they seem to prioritize the staying in formation over top of avoidance. So I do think there's actually some an improvement we can do there. Um, that might be a good example of a candidate for, you know, like a January patch. I'm not confirming for sure yet, but that would be a great example of something we could look at there. Um, the evac thing is interesting. I'm not sure about that. Um, as far as other stuff, more in general, um, yeah, I mean, I, honestly, there's I'm relatively happy. I think that there's just there's really just a you know a couple of things that um, stand out that maybe you know give an impression a worse impression than than maybe it is. Um, for the most part, they work quite well. Um, I've seen a few comments about um, you know my elite pilots are standing there and, and you know miss the tank that's like 150 meters away. Yeah, I get that, but that's that's a tough road to head down because everything to do with AI is about percentages, you know, and it can't be perfect at times. Or, um, but we do have these these AI um, accuracy curves, so and they're obviously much more accurate at close ranges than they are at long ranges. Um, but you could shift the curve to be, you know, 100% accurate once they hit a particular skill level at anything under 200 meters. But there's a lot of ramifications, you know, that means that the balance would be completely different. You know, we then you'd have to probably amp up the number of AI in the level to keep the difficulty at a particular pace because stuff's getting cleared out a lot quicker by your AI. Um, that has ramifications in performance. How many AI can we put on the screen before performance degradates? So it, it's there's a lot of knock-on effects of various things. And so a lot of times, single-player game, you kind of live with a balance of like, and, and sometimes for a lot of people, that's not an issue. It's not, it's like, this is fun. And then for other people, it's like, just seeing that is very, you know, very triggering or whatever. So um, I guess in a general sense, I think that the bigger improvements would be things like this, more like make them behave better in, you know, defense situations so they're not walking through the stuff. Um, another thing that comes to mind right away, um, Oh shoot! I think it just slipped my mind, but uh, it's okay. If you remember, let me know. The AI now, you know, 
obviously this is different AI than say a military where your your soldiers on the ground or whatever. You've got giant, you know, uh, up to hundred ton robots and and buildings and destructibility and other issues. I've been overall very pleased with the AI. Of course, I see little things like we're talking about the defensive missions or whatever. But overall, they're doing what I want. Um, you know, as far as missing every once in a while, I, I always figure you're going to miss, even if they're a great AI pilot or whatever, they're going to miss sometimes. I miss, you know, shots that are close what? up sometimes. And so there's, <laughs> don't tell anybody. I didn't say but I, I just feel like that's a reality and I'm okay with that. I don't want them to hit every shot. And and also I think there's, like you're kind of bringing up, there's all these factors. It's not just like a, you know, it's not, AI is super complicated and for every little tweak you make it might mess something up over here and you know there's all these factors and and it's you know comes down to my saying um you know you, you you don't know what you don't know and and so the people that are in charge of doing the ai i want to say thank you they did a great job and um and of course i do look forward to any improvements that come i there, do but... remember what i was going to say actually Excellent. um and everyone will agree with this right away i'm sure uh people have noticed and that the ai really doesn't make use of their jump jets Right, and the jump jets. You know, I'm sure a lot of people out there are already pulling the jump jets off and shoving armor and various things in their back. I wouldn't blame them. So, basically, I guess there just wasn't enough time to to do it right. And there was definitely times in development where they were using their jump jets, and we found a lot of people found that because they they seemed to when they landed with their jump jets, they'd really come to almost a complete stop and were exposed to just be shot and killed at that moment and they didn't really like transition into their run properly and kind of keep momentum up nor were they able to there isn't any um jump points say on top of buildings or in situations that would allow them to decide to like jump up to the top of a building and then maybe to stay up there and shoot from there for a little while so those were things we didn't have time to do so some of it's like well this isn't this doesn't look quite right unless we can spend more time on it. So we should avoid it for now. A lot of stuff kind of in that category. And th there are situations where they do jump, but it's only really to follow the player. So if you as the player have a jump jet mech, sometimes some of you guys may have, I can't see chat at the moment, but some of you may have seen them jump. Because if you use your jump jets to uh, jump over something or jump there, every once in a while you might see a mech come behind you and actually and actually follow like the same path that you've done. So there is some code in there in systems that they create these jump paths when, you, when you're jumping. And if you were to like jump down a canyon from one point in the nav mesh to another point in the nav mesh, they will, if they have jump jets, they will follow you down that way. So a lot of those systems are kind of in there and that's definitely an area that will be um, kind of priority for me, I guess, when it comes to AI is, is I'd like to see that a lot more than it is currently. So. Stuff, stuff like that. Does that answer your question, Phil? Yeah, most definitely. And I mean, I, I'm pretty much getting the impression, and it's one thing, uh, you know, chat too, is that you guys are committed to improving that. Um, and uh, this sort of does lead me into the next uh, question. And again, uh, feel free to just tell me uh, soon. Um, got a ton of questions. It's probably the number one thing I'm seeing. Uh, mod tools. Um, is that something that I know you mentioned, I think during the GDC uh, interview, you mentioned hopefully, hopefully before the holiday break. Is this something that uh, the, the mod tools would enable the community to do on their own as well as uh, adding, I guess, behavior for AI if they saw fit? Uh, yeah, okay, to the first part first. Um, the editor's done, the editor's ready to be released. 
Um, we're waiting, working with Epic right now just to get the end user license agreement up on the Epic Game Store. So once that's ready, we'll release it. So we are trying uh, to release it tomorrow. But oh, nice. right now, but awesome. right now <laughs> we don't, we're, we're reliant on them. They're going to be going away for Christmas too. It's up against the wire. And, you know, if we would have been at this point, Two or three days ago, it probably had no problem to get this from from them, so I don't I don't blame them in the least. So there's a chance it may not get released until January, because this doesn't get done in time. So I just I want to prepare everyone for that. Um, and obviously I could have just said, hey, it's not ready till January, then just surprise you if it comes out tomorrow. But I'm trying to be honest with you. We've done our best. The editor's ready to go out, um, but uh, we do have a few um, eyes and dot T's cross, etc. Awesome. Before we can. So it's close. You know it's coming. Um, That's huge even, news. Like worst case scenario would be just on the other side of the holiday break, it would come out. Excellent. That is very good. Would you mind if uh, we did gather, you know, some some feedback from the community? Uh, would you mind if we just kind of popped through a few of these questions and see if you have something to say about it or not? Uh, okay. <laughs> Well, I mean, we've already covered some of them, like the the AI and and um, and so forth. But uh, one thing people would love to do is sell mechs from cold storage. Any plans on that? Yeah, I think that's a good example of something that will be a strong candidate for like the January patch. Um, it's pretty easy to do. It's just that we um, we don't want to do it until it kind of has a properly has a supporting UI because. And we could just make it easily sellable and just show up in the list. But then what's going to happen is people are going to end up selling stuff um, from cold storage accidentally. You know, like they're going to go to the market and sell stuff. And go, oh, my God, I didn't realize I was selling stuff out of my cold storage. So we're going to have to make sure the UI and the market and everything is properly categorizing or listing like what's in cold storage and what isn't. So that's what made it just, a, you know, a bridge too far to get done before you know, Christmas break. So it's probably a strong candidate for um January. Excellent. Uh, I know my accountant in my unit will be happy about that. Um, <laughs> Phil, you had a question about uh, biomes, which, by the way, oh. I just want to say some beautiful looking maps. Like, and I don't know what my favorite one is. It might be the 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 one with the volcanoes. I've seen certain maps at certain times of the day. I think because um, obviously there's you can be night, day, morning, evening, or whatever. There's certain maps, certain times of the day that are just freaking beautiful. Um, but Phil, what was your question about? Biomes? Yeah, so obviously we got multiple different biomes. Um, I think mine is actually the sort of desert, almost have like a Nevada, right. Utah yep. look. I don't, that's just me personally. I think it's just... With a little rain or you like it clear? No, it just, I don't know. It's just cool. Um, uh, speaking of biomes, like, uh, is there any uh, short-term or long-term plans to add to those? Um, and what would you like to see? Yeah, I mean, I think that's there's a there's a category of things that you would assume is like kind of really obvious, um, you know, update or even DLC candidates, right? There's um, biomes, biome types, additional mission types, right? Um, additional garrisons to populate the world with maybe some missing equipment that introduces missing mechs content stuff that's i think relatively obvious so i think um those are the type of things that people should be a little bit patient for though you're not looking at like a january patch or something this is 
a little maybe a little later in the year when we you know look at it more DLC and free update timing and stuff like that. But I think there's there's a number of things like that that would be very yeah, you know, I think kind of like really obvious targets. Your your friend Pale Bear wants an underground biome. Hey, he's your buddy. You talk to him. I don't know. Yeah, man, that was uh, pretty cool. Um, Thunder Rift, I think he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> we shall see. Um, uh, the quests are a lot of fun. Any are are quests more quests? Obviously, we you know, coming from somebody who's loving everything, you just want more of it all, right? Um, are quests something we should expect maybe in a DLC? Or what's your thought on quests? Yeah, I mean. We actually had a meeting today. We talked about quests, and this is just like one of those obnoxious teaser type things. Um, we actually have a really cool idea to expand that system for a future DLC that, um, yeah, will just be way <laughs> better. Uh, I think other things that were like I already mentioned this, but like you know, star map metagame system. There's so much there. There's so much there for us to play with in. Um, the little, you know, indicators of where the hero mechs are and the rare mechs and the rare items. And you could imagine us adding new types of little icons that, you know, would expand the, you know, the map system in ways. And so there's a lot of ideas running around here and, and having like a much kind of better improved um, quest system is definitely something that we've been talking about. I will definitely chime in on as far as the quests. I love them because I'm also role-playing because I don't work for Liao. Sorry. And the only reason I ever did a contract for Karita was because the campaign made me because I'm just not going to support the... Phil, you're so 80s. The do you, do you notice there is, there is one banner missing from behind me? I'm just saying. It, it's Liao. Just, I do have Karita because I needed... Yeah. <laughs> I've got standards, guys. Sorry. Um, but that being said... I love the quest. Um, I think they're fantastic, and I'm totally looking forward to hearing more about these things because you guys have the multiple missions, and we've seen Repair Bay in the the campaign, and we've seen these other things. And I'm just like in my head, I can just see a combination of like multiple different things. But the cool thing I like about the quest is they are tied into lore, and some of them are really cool, and some of them are pretty dark too um and like manipulative and i think it's really cool because it is dude when they're screaming that you're killing women and children <laughs> well you know but it's like the quest it's like hey we want you to go basically cause a rift between davian and steiner because they're getting a little bit too you know right. and to me that's just really cool so thumbs up it'd be great uh to hear more about that and i look forward to seeing that but yep. this oh go ahead no, I was just going to say there was a good post by Nutty Rat here in chat, so people can read that. I think that was a cool one. Um, a lot of people are thinking the same thing, I think. Yeah, uh, so obviously this rolls into mission types. We have like five right now, five mission types outside of the campaign. Um, is there plans to on add that more? List, on that list, I, I included that in my last answer. I think that's a low-hanging fruit. I think it's obvious. Okay. I think you know once you could imagine there being another mission type or two or three and just having them proliferate throughout the inner sphere and just add variety everywhere right i mean that's just i think that sounds like a pretty good idea are you going to cave in and do escort missions you know what i'm not afraid (laughs) because mwo didn't have proper ai right it had the ability to make a model path essentially 
and it was an object that had health, etc. But it couldn't, it couldn't do anything. And so, it, it definitely, um, the feedback is definitely very anxious, mixed. Anxious about it because escort missions can be whack. But I think MechWarrior Five, if we were to go down a path, would have a, actually a pretty good chance of making a good escort mode because just the systems in hand are all there. So. Um, so, you could imagine a convoy of vehicles driving down a line and a bunch of mechs and tanks protecting it, or or and you maybe you only kill them because escorting them sucks. So maybe you just pour over the hills and vaporize them. That'd be pretty cool, I think. So I don't know. Um, it's it's been discussed. It's one of those things that pops up in the list, of course. But uh, I understand why people would be anxious about it. Look, sure. I, I have to chime in and say I really discourage anybody saying a no to it because, uh, one, I think everything should be explored. Two, we're not talking about MWO escort. We're talking about just like your AI lance mates follow you around right now, you could have that basically with uh, a, a convoy, uh, a vehicle. I mean, it doesn't even have to be a mech. It could be a mech. Um, as well, and if anything, multiple options should be obviously looked at. And from my point, I'm looking at uh, other titles, past mech games, mech commander, where escorting member the train. For those that don't remember, where you're the op four and you go up blow up the train, and you've got uh, you know forces protecting the train. So I see it on on reverse too as well. So um, yes, I think escort would be cool and done in that fashion. The, well. the feedback on escort is so mixed, man. That's people either love it or hate it. Because sometimes well, it's out I mean, of their and control. I hated it, and I hated it in Battletech, yeah. too. Man, I had, and I finished Battletech for everyone out there. I loved it. Good game. Um, I haven't played the DLC yet. I've just been busy. I'm planning on doing so. But there was an escort mission. and um, Just waiting for them each to oh take Oh, my God. I, I, got, I finally got those vehicles. They were so goddamn slow. <laughs> and they, I finally got them there. And then, like, the last turn of the game... This like enemy panther jumps over the hill, PPC yeah. snipe from a million miles away, blew up one of the vehicles, and ruined my like. Per I can't remember if I failed or if it just like <laughs> made it not perfect, but I was just like, what the hell? Yeah. So I get it. I get it. People were talking about the escort missions in MechWarrior 4 too, which I am glad they were there, but sometimes yes, they were extremely frustrating. Well, Phil, what it, is that mech I'm seeing on stream? What is that? Far that, mech there. I don't know what you're talking about. There's. I no haven't mech. seen that yet. That bay is empty. What are you talking what about? What the hell is that? I don't. Oh, I don't know what you're talking he's, about. He's so far ahead of me. <laughs> um, I don't know what he's talking about. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah. also too is I think it's the player. It's like the lack of control sometimes. One thing I like about the some of the defense uh, missions is where you have a percentage of the of the base remains. So like you have sixty and forty, and. I barely missed out on a 60. I think we hit like 57%, uh, albeit one of the reasons was what you're talking about earlier, the AI, the lance mates running into buildings. But other than that, for me on the, the, the role play perspective, I'm trying to save as much as that of the infrastructure as possible. So like, and I can almost see your rewards for the mission getting, you know, a bonus for saving even more and stuff. And so like stuff like that, um, I think is really cool. And um, as far as... Uh, yeah, I think we can go further with secondary objectives. We didn't get to go very far with that in the initial release, so that's a good point. Um, where you do see some secondary objectives in the game, it's it's cool, but there's there's not enough of it. Um, I think... Uh, yeah, I think a lot of the defense missions are 40 and 20 now, but there's a story mission one that kept at 60 or something. Um, yeah, those can be... Yeah, that can be tough to, to get it 
to stay above that first number, I find. I gave up trying to be perfect on that. Yeah. But well, but they're it, but they're fun. What what's interesting too is um being on the outside too watching um other streamers, other content creators, and obviously I can't watch someone who doesn't stream or put a YouTube video up, but the varying skill levels, you have quite a lot of people that came in here that hadn't played uh, since MechWarrior 2 as well, you know, had been waiting for a um, PV uh, style game too. And so the skill levels, um, I think if anybody played MWO, you actually sort of have a one-up on a lot of people because of the transfer of skills coming here, being able to aim and move and so forth. Um, but, uh, it's been pretty cool. And the reason I bring that up is the difficulty. You mentioned difficulty, um, as the game progresses and you can go and do these missions that are more difficult, you do realize that AI do, uh, hit you harder. They aim better. And sometimes they maneuver to where you wouldn't expect as well. And I feel like that's a, that's probably a, quite a balancing act, uh, cause there is no difficulty slider too. So those missions are, it is what it is. And you have to be at that skill level to be able to, you know, push past it. Yeah, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to find out what people are saying. Obviously, we're talking to the you know, core audience here today, so a lot of them probably felt it was fine, but um, there are some that get pretty tough. There's some later story missions that I was pretty worried about, actually, kind of down the stretch, trying to really debate with myself, like, oh, my God, I'm not sure. It's, it's pretty hard. And um, I could complete them. I've been playing a, a lot. But even some some of them later on, and I'm not the best player, but I've been playing a ton, and I I was able to complete them all. But like sometimes not the first try, even towards the end. Like um, the last time I finished a game, it took me my third try to kill to finish the final game or the final mission. Um, some of the others down the stretch would be a second attempt as well. Um, and when you did succeed, it probably wasn't with all your landmates around, right? <laughs> so, but then you know a lot of the feedback was from the player from the team and stuff too is like look it's a long game but there's not that many core story missions you know there's a handful compared to how many proc missions you play so you kind of want those particular missions to be special and to be to be harder and you shouldn't necessarily expect to just like beat it the first time you jump in but anyhow it, it definitely can be some missions can be challenging and i'm not sure if everyone up there knows but in when you play co-op, there are hidden difficulty multipliers. So that was one of the things we kind of put in close to the end because I was like foreseeing it, like, you know, this is gonna be too easy and people bring in their their friends. And we did some co-op testing and it was pretty clear that, that was the case. Like something that was like really hard by yourself became somewhat trivial, you would just bring in one friend, trivial. So. There are some multipliers, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but if you have two humans and like the accuracy, um, lethality, le what lethality means is it's a chance that they'll go after a damaged component more. Like the AI has that capability. That's, people may not know that because it's not part of the power skill trees or whatever, but there's accuracy, there's lethality, and I believe there's shielding, kind of like the power skill shielding. So they, they have more of each of these three things the more num the number of humans you added to the game. So we tried that and we think we found we ended up with pretty pretty good numbers um, on those multipliers, but you know, we'll be continuing to look at that. So it does kind of scale up appropriately with number of humans. But then back to the as far as the difficulty slider, that's a tough thing because the way the whole game was built, it's 
it's not exactly obvious how we go about that. I mean, you'd probably have to go about it with a some sort, of, some sort of like a, um, negative, you know, multiplier reducer thing. That if you choose this, then the AI is a little less accurate, and you know, things like that. It's 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 much too much effort to like say, well, because you chose easy, we're going to spawn less and go through like completely redo how the levels are built by the generator. So you'd probably have to allow everything to be built the same way it is now, but put in some sort of like, you know, negative multiplier aspect to pull down accuracy and shielding in these, in these aspects of the AI. Awesome. And I definitely know about that lethality. I may not have known it being in there, but we definitely saw the demo. You felt it. Yeah, the demo, it was uh, one thing. St- <laughs> All I got to say, <laughs> fucking scorpion tanks. Jesus. Uh, those things. Oh, those they tanks. Would, yeah, they would... You know what's really cool is as you progress later on, I don't think this was intended at all. This happened on stream. Uh, we were doing a mission. This Scorpion tank wasn't even in my sensor range. He was hole down. For those that don't know, that's where the hole is below, uh, you know, as far as terrain. So Just all you barely see is up. turret. And he was freaking plinking me. And now granted, it was an elite yeah. tank. But I mean, it was just like one of those things where I was like, Am I in Iraq? Gotta again? find it quick. <laughs> no, I was like, Am I in Iraq? Is this what's going on? Like, geez, like <laughs> Um, so definitely could tell that, you know, or it focus in the demo, it would focus on weak points in your, um, if you had armor blown off, it would go for that torso or the arm. Um, I did have a, uh, another question, Russ, uh, maybe this is more of a request, uh, Iron Man mode. Have you guys ever thought about that to where if like, if a mech, you lose a mech or it blows up, you, you can't salvage it. It's just dead. Uh, or if your mech gets blown up so forth and so on. Yeah, you know, I think that's something we've been thinking about and um, career mode, you know, is something we've been thinking about and that might surprise people a little bit because you kind of do it with the game as it is now. You can do it fairly well, but you really can't, um, like if you're a Davian guy, for example, you really can't spend your entire career there, right? Because, you know, by the time you get to rep seven, eight, then you're pretty much forced to move on because the you, know, you don't have... Uh, appropriate rep difficulty missions to do anymore. So, so that's I guess that's why I say that there could be there could be something that would make that a lot better. So you could spend all of your time somewhere and have appropriate level missions and things. So, yeah, uh, we have a pretty good idea of what you know people would like in that regard. And I agree. I think it sounds really cool. I'm enforcing Iron Mode mo- uh, Iron Man mode on myself with the my co-op yeah, team. You, but, yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. Someone, you guys someone, have um, safe scumming or what? What's that? You guys safe scum? No, no, like if you lose, like Darren um, my, blew up my his mech mission? in my campaign and then blame me because I don't know of where the ammo about. was placed, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Anyways, it would be like, okay, well, well, that mech's blown up, so I have to sell the chassis. But with Iron Man, it just, you would, it's just gone. You'd right? lose so. it. I've been, yeah, so my can't, my co op mode, I've been enforcing Iron Man mode on myself. And then my, um, solo mode i've been safe scumming because again when you're playing solo some of those missions later on whoo i mean there's just no way so um one thing i've learned with the difficult missions is like you were kind of hinting at just take a step back go approach it more slowly kind of creep up on your targets or whatever and then it's more in control if you just charge in there um you can spawn all kinds of stuff and you just surrounded and destroyed or whatever but um what about uh i was just looking at um phil's mechs in the the mech lab there um what about like saving a color scheme? I use the same color scheme on all my mechs. 
Um, <laughs> and, and one of my colors is not just a simple slider one. I have to enter the numbers or whatever. Any way to like save a pattern? Is, is that something you guys have thought about? Great question, I'll have to ask. But I think there is a trick where you can control paste um, the numbers. The, the numbers, yeah. yes. Okay, yeah, no, I'm not sure. Uh, I think I've heard that brought up before. I don't have an answer for you, but um, I like the question. There was someone was going to say also, oh, but what do you dictate Iron Man? Like, meaning, when can you repair it? Like, only if it's if it's cored out, then you can't? That's the yeah, thing, or... so the idea would be, like, if the entire mech, uh, the engine would be destroyed uh, completely, generally speaking, um, that's just dead. You have to sell the entire... Um, or it's not even there and you're stable anymore. It's just gone, right? The difference would be like if you had engine crits, let's just say um, you could tell your pilots to eject or there was critical damage to the CT and engine, but they ejected anyways or something like that. Then the mech wouldn't be fully dead. It would just need to be repaired, right? Or something like that. So I don't understand Iron Man gaming. Thanks Come on, Russ. Um, don't you think that's a valid question to define what that would specifically be in MechWarrior 5? I mean, I think it is because you could define that as if a mech is cored out. But for example, if we, one thing that we're considering and we never got it in for the final game, but like if you get cored out, there would actually be repairs on the engine and gyro. So in that case, if that feature was in the game, that would make it viable that a mech could be repaired once it's cored out, but there's just extra time and expenses on it. So I think it's a valid question to define, well, what in what situation can you not repair a battle mech? Yeah. Because that's yeah. what you're saying. You're coming up with your own rules for what Iron yes. Man is. Like in, in Battletech, um, obviously you have the, well, especially with the mods, people have unlocked engines where engines can be hurt, gyros can be damaged as well. So in this case, the shell maybe can never be destroyed completely, but all the components could therein. So, um, yeah. Iron Man, Iron, something just, I think Axe Face just pretty much nailed it. And of course, you, you got to look at every element of it and make sure that you're doing it correctly. But it just basically means you can't save scum. You know, so you can't go back and redo missions. Um, or but the it's little so elements expensive. could be. Yeah, that's what that meant to me more. Uh, right. Not so much like if a mech's cord, you can't, you know, do it. If but it, like if, if you play a mission and your guy dies, you know, someone might save scum that, of course, because it's like, oh my god, my guy's dead. Um, or your mech gets, uh, I mean, you can repair them. I guess the expenses could get really high if, if it's like, you know, I got three mechs cored out or something. So that would be a situation where if you load it back to avoid those repairs, that's that's no good, right? Yeah. Generally but speaking... But if you, if you stack pull, though, you should not be able to repair that mech. Um, I right? know some people ask, uh, or, you know, in general, Iron Man 2 doesn't allow you to save. Like if you're in a mission, it doesn't, Correct. you have to, like, you can save that spot right there, but you can't basically go back to the Mac lab and stuff like that. That's true. We could say that ones that Stackpole could, um, yeah. it wouldn't show up in the salvage list. That's something we could do. Anyways, it's fun. Um, one thing I did want to ask, uh, Russ is, and you guys have sort of mixed it up a bit with, compared to like previous titles, but also MWO um your weapons and like burst fire auto cannons and stuff i mean i remember on stream the first time i shot the burst fire ac2s i was <laughs> like a kid in a candy store uh can They're you fun. talk talk a little bit about um you know the decisions behind that um weapons in general how do you feel about that yeah i'm going to give a lot of credit there to um a couple people 
Alex Iglesias was a major champion of that kind of stuff. In fact, if he had it his way, we would have gone like 10,000 times further. Um, and it's it's cool. I'm glad people like it. I I wasn't necessarily a big champion of it. Um, I liked it too when I played him, but I wasn't, um, you know, the vanguard of this, this idea. And Chris um, Lowry got behind it. He, he's a supporter of it, and he, he had... He ended up through balance um, being the one to kind of make sure that a lot of the enemies in a lot of situations were coming with the burst fire modes of the weapons instead of the regular. Um, we had his balance um, reasons for that, I think, at times. So uh, probably in, in various different ways. Like if you run into like one of those stupid um, AC20 urban mechs, you know, <laughs> they can they can shred your AI guys. And so um, it's nice that they are. Um, Burst fire sometimes it'll save you, um, but yeah, they 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 push the burst fire aspect of the ballistics, which was maybe the more ob- most obvious one, and then um, the streaming aspect of the missiles. I think that's kind of cool too because I haven't bothered using them yet, but I keep thinking to myself I should because they seem like they might have a better hit rate because. Oh, yeah. They're, they're coming in instead of in the spread, and the spread can be weird sometimes. Sometimes it works out well. You notice you launch them at a VTOL, and like sometimes an LRM-10 easily takes it out, and other times it's like, you know, hardly hits it, it feels like. So I think the stream one's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, and there was some push to do different things with different, um, you know, energy weapons and stuff too, but we were just running out of time, and also I was becoming a little more resistant. I thought the the ideas were starting to bleed into maybe what you'd get when you get to pulse lasers or I don't know. I just, the, the other ideas I don't think were as obvious or as, so anyway, that's where we ended up. So a lot of those guys, credit to them, they push those elements and a lot of people seem to like it. So that's great. Been having a great time with the weapons, the different weapons, both the, you know, the mechanics form and the audio and stuff, which I can't wait to have Sean on our podcast and talk about all the audio. Um, loving the music. Definitely. Yeah. Let's uh, talk about the music. Um, I thought I did a good job too. I I was I put a lot of pressure on him. I was like, Sean, I need this soundtrack to be good, make it good. Um, yeah, a lot of love for the Biotech soundtrack. I thought it was good too. Um, but and, and I you know I I thought about using the same guy and he's great. He did a great job. But one, I have a long relationship with Sean. He's worked for the company for a long time. He did a great job on MWO. And on top of that. Um, I knew that the soundtrack that we wanted for MechWarrior 5 Mercenaries was I knew the style of soundtrack that we want. It was, you know, more like MechWarriors. It was very, you know, rock, heavy guitar and stuff like that. And not that I didn't think, um, you know, the Battletech composer could do it. I just, I didn't know. I, I, I could go find out. But I, I had confidence in Sean. He's in, for that style of music. And so I was nervous about it, but I, I pushed him on it and I am very happy with where it ended up. It's uh, there's a lot of good tracks in there, and a lot of them that are real fun to listen to. Yeah, I mean, somebody in chat called it boomer music, and I'm okay with that. I can <laughs> I can handle that. But uh, to me, it is very Mech Warrior. But uh, a lot Shit, of this... boomer music. Yeah, boomer music. Well, I'm not like, a boomer. Dar- 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 likes his... Neither am I. I know. Darren I don't likes care what he says. No, <laughs> you, Darren likes his guitar solos and stuff. That's you know, that what, was that's why. Little yes. side note: I was just actually talking to Sean the other day, and we were we were laughing about this. Sean, I'm not sure how old he is. He's probably a few years younger than me. But um, Gen X, 
but we were just reminiscing of going off about kids these days you know they don't kids know anything days. about music right like in our day our bands you know like my favorite bands whether it's tool to whoever else like these are musicians they like they oh, no. there's three Careful instruments going on stage and they are just it's unbelievable and these guys compose everything write everything perform everything you can see them live and they sound like the record here but, you know, in the modern music, it's just like there's this guy up there. They push a button on some machine so all the sound comes out of the speaker. <laughs> anyhow, I'm going off Gen X style. You're going to piss people but off anyhow, here. This, this one guy, um, I, I guess someone said something to Sean, which was very funny. Some younger person was like, oh, you play guitar? He's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, she's like, oh, that's so 90s. Like, <laughs> guitar? I thought that was perfect. That was a perfect comment. It's like, yeah, I, I guess it is. But, man. No, that's not true. There's the lots 90s. of. There's lots of guitar and modern music, but what I was going to say about the music, and yes, I love all the guitar stuff. I love the theme, you know, in the in, in the intro when it shows you, you know, between your mech's legs, kind of pointing out your that the the whole kind of the Mech Warrior Five theme. He just nailed it, and I I totally appreciate that metal part. Whatever you want to call me a boomer, that's okay. I'm not. But what I also appreciate about his music, and you can't really hear it as much in game, but if you listen to the actual album, is a lot of the ambient music, the the more mellow stuff. He did some really cool keyboard stuff as well. And so I think sometimes people don't hear that as much or it's well, not people as... people don't uh, realize, Sean, all the guitars you hear in there, he played all that himself. Yeah, oh yeah. Sean he did everything. the guitars, you know. It's not just like, here's some guitar riffs I found somewhere I'm going to splice them no. in. He played all the instruments on the yeah. He's an amazing musician. And for people that don't know, as far as his past, he did all the MWO stuff, but that includes like all the Hero Mech videos that came out at the beginning. Like he has some really amazing songs. Yeah, there was I, a track for that one trailer that people liked. Remember that one? Da, da. That was, you know, kind of a short piece, yep. but that was pretty cool. Yeah, he's a, he's a good guy. So again, looking forward to having him on the podcast and talking about all the audio. Um, again, one other question I wanted to throw at you, just a quick and easy one. A repair all button. Any, you know, repairing a lot of mechs. Going there, repair, repair, repair. Yes, repair. yes, I know. One of the, um, the only, the only real bad review we got. I think summary called it "Dare to Repair." <laughs> so you know, that's that's stung a little something. bit. I get it. It's a lot of repairing. So here's the challenge with that. Um, definitely something we're thinking about pre-release, but it's not as simple as it kind of seems because. If so you have this repair all button, as you know, you already have it in the game essentially, but it doesn't take off the destroyed equipment. And that was a decision we made because it used to take off the damaged equipment, but then you'd get in these situations where you would get into the game without, you'd be missing gear and that was frustrating. And so, right, the obvious assumption is like, well, just have it replace all the broken stuff. But it's kind of complex because Sometimes you have that gear in your inventory, sometimes you don't. So when you do, you do, but when you don't, then what? Then you have to message all that properly through the UI and whether you use stuff in the inventory or whether you use what you had, but then you ran out of stuff. And then if you run out of stuff, do you want to automatically go to the market and buy the stuff? If it happens to be on the market, then tell the player, let them confirm that they can spend the money on the market. But what if the inventory doesn't have it and the market doesn't have it? So I think there's a solution there that can be better and can improve what we have, but there was enough, you know, sort of like knock on details there that it just wasn't something we we're going to be able to get out. So we kind of ended up with sort of the best we could do in that regard. And then, you know, we have some thinking to do. I'm not sure how I'll, I'll let you two answer maybe for the community on what, um, how you would like to see that handled. Like, 
do you want to actually automatically go to the market too and and all that kind of stuff or would it just be like hey use what's in the inventory and get me to confirm that but then if it's not my inventory do what leave the broken one on or take it off and go out under tonnage like it's a little bit complex i'm gotcha. fine with repair all just repairing the mech not replacing uh parts so i don't mind going in there and checking what here's the reason why because again if i have a tier maybe i don't want to use that tier four medium laser in this instance i'm saving it for later or whatever so i'd rather replace parts myself that's personal preference um, I'd rather just see it repaired and then I can go and check which ones maybe lost components or whatever. That's me. Phil, what do you? Yeah, I think if we just had a repair all button, like for instance, if I come out of a mission and I know I have no internal or anything like issues, that way I can just click it once and I don't have to worry about it. I think just having that and me personally, I wouldn't which have. Which you to... have right now, right? Or be clear to me, like not, because right now if you have no internal issues or nothing's destroyed, you can just do the, you know. But for like all of your max. Well, for all oh, of your mechs. Like okay. a repair, like if I come yeah. out and I've got four mechs that are, I just want to click repair. And oh, is if that there's... what's meant more by repair yes, all? Yes, okay. yes. I was thinking repair all in the mech, including broken no, no, equipment. No, no, no. So you're I saying did... you come back, repair all, yeah. all four mechs. Yeah, because... I did a three-part mission last night. I came out with uh, 12 damaged mechs. So I had to click in each one individually and repair them. Not the components, just repairing it. So it'd be cool, in, especially in that instance, when I had 12 damaged mechs, to just repair them all yeah. across the board. Now, if, it's, if there's damaged equipment, I'm okay with then it saying, like, hey, you you know, more, you still need to fix this or whatever. Uh, the only, uh, issue I ran into that was, um, if you're not paying attention and you're not looking at the icons below the mech, not the, how do I say this? Yeah. The mech stand in your repair, repair bay. When you're in there, there's a little icon saying, Hey, there's a damaged stuff, but the little icon, there's been a few times where I dropped and I'm like, Oh shit, that weapon was destroyed. And I didn't realize right. it. So right. this yeah. repair all button would probably have to be only on all the mechs that will actually be fully repaired. Yes. That's my correct. I, I so think that would be good. Yeah. If there's three of them that have a destroyed weapon or a heat sink or whatever, then those ones won't be. Yeah, I they, think those that's Those ones fair. won't be given work orders because if you gave, as you just said, if you did repair all and put a work order on for one that's just missing a heat sink, yeah. now you have to wait three days before that that's done so you can fix the heat sink. So yeah, okay. Yeah, that's I think cool. that's yeah, I think that's fair too because like playing too, I'd be like, oh shit, I didn't realize what did you just lose, and then I'd go and fix that right then and right there. So um, yeah, for me at least, that would be super easy, just having to repair all, and then yeah. So Russ, I heard you uh, on the GDC interview a few days back, um, which was nice to listen to, and you mentioned. Mech Warrior Six. Now, obviously, you know you're, you're just saying you'd love to do Mech Warrior Six someday. You weren't. We we just released Mech Warrior Five. I'm not getting at when is Mech Warrior Six coming out. Um, but along those lines, uh, do you want to talk about? Well, there's a there's a huge. I've been watching chat since the beginning. You know, a huge clan shaped elephant in the room, um, <laughs> and and people are you know the, the the dirty clanners out there, and I don't understand what? them at all. But you want you want to? <laughs> I, I don't to understand you, Phil. Um, they they. They're, you know, a lot of people dying for their clan mechs. Do you, you, you may not want to say anything about this at all, but do you want to address that at all? DLC, clans, well, Mech Warrior 6, yeah, anything along those lines? Yeah, a lot of people way? correctly, you know, understand. I, I do see, I do get some tweets and some conversation of people saying things like they should have been in this game or they should have at least been in for instant action or things like that. I'm going to totally disagree with you and I'll tell you why. 
you don't want to do the clans half-assed. I mean, the clans are a crowning jewel. They are this gem out there we can reach out to. And That's right. They we represent... Are. I don't know about that. Well, they represent um, a huge opportunity, right? They, they're not just like... They're not just add-on material. They are their own game. They are big. And so this game at some point had a the possibility that the very end of it there'd be some sightings but in the end we decided that it was going to be way too not giving doing them justice because if you want to put them in you want to see things that are very unique you want to see unique behaviors maybe even hud the, you know the laser effects like you want them to be significant and significantly different so I think you, you can you can read the tea leaves there and just say it's it's at the very least um, a major DLC pack or or greater so you can interpret that how you will and I know people love them be patient sure modders will do what modders do and that's wonderful great whatever um, not worried about that, not scared about that. I mean, people will get their fixes, but I'm confident that, you know, obviously if there's ever a big official clan thing, people will be ready for that too, obviously. Just because they got, you know, their Madcap modded in isn't going to make them any less excited about a major clan. Tim Roth. Um, sorry. Cheesh, oh, sorry. I apologize. Did I say Madcap? I am an Interspheer. Yeah, uh... don't, don't apologize. Summoner or I forget which one. Summoner. Summoner was the was the clan version, and this is my favorite mech. So you can mock me and chat all you want, um, but that's a cool mech. All right, very good. Well, we've we've had you for about an hour and a half. Um, there are a few. Again, there, you, there are a few more questions, though. Well, okay, well, Russ, are you, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Want to take a couple more? Oh yeah, bro. yeah. Let's take a couple more. Go for it, Phil. Um, obviously, uh, there's a lot of questions about performance. Um, you mentioned NVIDIA. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that? I mean, obviously, I know me and Darren were just talking about how difficult it is literally because PCs, you're not working on the same hardware across the board like consoles. Um, do you have any comments as far as like the performance and, you know, should people be reporting stuff? Um, hashtag the Discord. We have a well, link to that. Well, report stuff on Discord for sure. Um, bugs and or feedback, that's great. Um, performance, I don't have a lot to say in that regard. Um, uh, I think we're kind of, we went through some performance stuff um, between beta and release and there were some pretty good ones. Um, it doesn't mean that I think performance is perfect and we're not going to do any. It's just that I don't have anything to report at the moment. I think we're, you know, we got the release, you know, we did some, some driver releases. There's some stuff coming like that. I'm, yeah, I'm hearing your guys' reports of FPS drops when zoomed in. Um, so I think I just need, we need time now to sort of, now that we're pulse released and patches and, you know, hot fixes and we'll come back and then we need to do basically some fresh, uh, fresh, profiling of the whole game and, and kind of maybe create an action plan. So uh, we'll definitely be looking into that and assessing that, but I just don't have anything specific to report. Um, I think a lot, you know, for the most part, it, it performs pretty well. Certainly 
Um, certainly an improvement for PGI on, you know, compared to um, MWO, I think. I think that's fair to say. But doesn't mean we're totally satisfied. So we'll, we'll definitely be looking at it and see if we can make, you know, better improvements. Um, performance. What was the other thing you talked about? Um, uh, NVIDIA. Oh, NVIDIA stuff. I already we already announced that the game's gonna have RTX and everything, so it didn't at launch. I thought it was going to, so but you know it's not completely in my hands, um, and I just have to be careful because I can't commit stuff that isn't mine to commit. But we're still um, active on it, and it's it's coming. It's coming soon. So soon, TM. Okay. Um, I know you've sort of answered this, but we've had multiple people in chat. Um, VR support, you mentioned uh, that nothing at the get-go. Um, thoughts on that? Any future stuff? Or is it like API and let yeah, the just I'm go just with gonna it? Yeah, I'm just going to come back from... We'll come back from Christmas and we'll definitely give it some heavy thought. It's uh, A lot of people want to know about it. I totally understand. Um, the challenge there, if you guys brought up performance, well, the challenge is going to be getting enough performance per eye. So specs on that, you could expect to be pretty high. Um, if you have a, you know, recommended spec or probably even better, like more of a RTX spec computer, um, and then you were to set your things down medium-ish or something, then it's, I'm just guessing, but that would probably be what it would take to get, because you want to get close to 60 FPS per eye. So that's one of the bigger challenges. And also, I should be clear, like, that's, I think people understand this, but if we were able to pull it off, it would be much more in a peripheral type of sense meaning we're not going to completely redo the front end of the game, the front end menus, the entire experience of the entire game to build around VR. It would be more like, oh, you're launching a mission, you're going into a mission, you're in the cockpit, put your VR headset on, use it for free looking around and playing in an immersive cockpit environment. Um, but it wouldn't be, I, don't, I do not foresee us like revamping the entire game, the front end of the menus and every console you click on and everything to be a you know total vr game is does, that does that make sense no no that totally makes sense and i think that's totally practical as well i don't think any every, everybody else if 99 percent of the population game doesn't use vr it doesn't really make sense to dump that resources in that being said is that something that the mod tools and modders would be able to do if they wanted is that something that they'd just be able to take i don't know for it? sure probably unreal engine okay. supports it like it's just that the work that's needed to get it to work you know kind of well um is something it would be quite a bit but maybe i wouldn't be i wouldn't be shocked to find out um that it, it was possible yeah modern wise well and i, and I then, know we never we never really got a chance to do that uh, ama about modding but uh, again I, I think people will be quite surprised everything's pretty much on the table right so uh, yeah I mean, it's going to be exciting. Russ mentioned mechs too. So again, mechs. yeah, speaking of mechs, um, there a lot of people have been asking about the Corsair, um, which is obviously a mech you already have the model for, but there's a few mechs still out there that we don't have models for. Is there anything you want to say about potentially new mechs? Is that a DLC thing? Uh, obviously modders are yeah, going to be there. Yeah, I've been getting a lot of questions about like, hey, these mechs are in timeline. Why aren't they in there? Um, I mean, you know, guys, there's a lot of mechs in there. So don't. There are. Try not to get mad just because a few aren't <laughs> in there. Um, so, I, you know, there, there's a few reasons. There are a few pieces of equipment that we don't have in MechWarrior 5, right? We don't have 
ECM and BAP and MASP. And so there were some variants that were removed for that reason. Um, I don't remember the reasons for all of them. And the Corsair is a very good example of, of in a different way. There was a plan to have it upon release and to have particular missions associated with that. Something happened in development, those missions were not completed, done. So straight up answer, that's exactly why it didn't show up in the game, but why all the content was there and why it wasn't debated and we, you know, we cut some stuff out. So um, yeah, you got to think DLC. I mean, obviously low hanging fruit would be some missing equipment that would allow some mechs to go in. Um, and finding a way to get the, you know, the Corsair in there for, you know, DLC reasons. Um, yeah, I think that's I think that's all fairly, fairly obvious, right? I mean, it's not we're not um, didn't cut all those mechs out and didn't think like we're never going to release these mechs or anything like that. So, if there's an IS mech that is in MWO, that's not in MechWarrior 5, but is in our timeline then there's probably some reason for it um, to equipment and whatnot. I know I had a few people hammer me on Twitter and say, well, here's one that doesn't have an equipment problem that's still in your game. So I'm not saying that's a 100% answer, but that's, a, I think, a 90-plus percent answer as to why maybe it wouldn't be a Macquarie 5. Uh, Spectre 6, to answer your question, I was very, very happy the other day to run across the uh, Warhammer Black Widow. That's what it. I'm running. Oh, man, I got it, and I'm so happy. What's cool about the uh, the Black Widow, I have four um, machine guns on there and two medium pulse and then the PPCs and some missiles. I mean, I can go up and I can face tank something and grind it down with those machine guns and the pulse so quick. The, the Black Widow is a very fun uh, mech. Anyway, I'll, I'll just, tell you a weapon system if you haven't tried it. SRM six is no SRM no, six is SRM6 oh my is god with wrecked. Artemis, like you wanna that Kentaro. I've seen yes. oh man, just two of them on my Atlas. Like, <laughs> I know, dude. Oh my god. So yeah, yeah. Golden Boy Rex face too. Oh yeah, the Kentaros are insane and 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 so forth. But uh, anyway, a lot of fun. We're going to continue playing the hell out of it. Um, I'll be playing my solo campaigns more tonight, a little later after dinner. Um, but again, I want to say thank you, Russ, uh, for doing this game, for developing this game, and, and to your whole team. Everybody did an amazing job. Uh, we're really looking forward when everybody gets back from um, the the break to have you know people on and uh, you know talk about the various elements of development and so forth. Um, but thank you. But yeah, Russ. Yeah. Um, as, um, as we're sort of wrapping up, is there anything you want to like tease about 2020 that maybe you haven't mentioned that you want to just drop it and, you know, is there any, any, honestly, like I that? feel like I teased too much. I feel Tease like I basically much? let everyone know oh. everything about everything. So, um, you know, go back and listen I to the podcast. I, I, there's just one thing I'll say. I did see, you know, something in chat all night long of like a lot of people were just like, you know, like, what about MWO? You know, don't forget about MWO. Look, this this chat was a Mac Warrior 5 chat. Just because we didn't talk about MWO does not mean bad things for MWO. Um, so we will bet uh, UE4 support in MWO in 2020. Okay, well. <laughs> Wait, was that a promise? Uh, that... No. Um, no, no. We'd have to take an 18-month break just to mm -hmm. support it. So at any rate... Definitely, we should talk about MWO next year and, and make sure everyone knows. And um, you know, we I got the calendar invite. There's the you know the 
leaderboard reset and patch coming in January. So definitely going to, uh, no plans to abandon it. Uh, but I don't have, you also have to, you know, realize that of course we're all hands on deck shipping Mac five. So coming back in the new year, we do have to sort of also just like take a big fresh look at MWO and, and decide, you know, what, what plans that would be. So don't know right now, just know that we are still thinking about it and we'll, we'll definitely plan. We'll think about it in the new year and, and see if some patches and some updates make sense. Yeah, guys, this this uh, dev update was very specifically about MechWarrior 5. We uh, intentionally weren't asking anything about uh, MechWarrior Online. I'm, I have a huge windstorm happening here right now. So if my <laughs> Is that power what that was? Out, Holy shit. Dude, it knocked something over in my office earlier. Um, but anyway, um, you know, we, we will have the, the team back. We'll be talking MWO in the new year. We'll be talking more with behind the scenes and developers of MechWarrior 5 in the new year. Um, again, want to thank you, Russ, and the whole team, um, and I'll see you in a couple days. Hey, Paul. Paul's out there. Um, and then also want to thank all of you in chat. We've been having a blast playing MechWarrior 5 with you. Uh, Phil and I are streaming every single day, so we hope you keep joining us for some of those co-op missions and uh, continued updates. Looking forward to hearing about what's going to happen with modding in the new year and all kinds of exciting stuff. So, uh, yeah, so we're, we're happy. I'm so I know, ready. totally ready. I've been waiting so long. Oh. Yeah, sorry you can't make the party there, Phil. But it's all you know, right. It's a little, little quick of an event to come out from North Carolina for. Um, who knows? Right. Maybe we'll have MechCon next year. Who, who knows? knows? Right? You never know. I, I like the sound of that. Um, so obviously we uh, we will be sitting down and talking with you after the uh, New Year. Um, I just want to say Happy Holidays, Russ, and Happy New Year uh, to all of you guys out there. Um, we appreciate you guys being here. If you are new, make sure to click that follow button. And of course, we appreciate all the support. You guys have been great. Uh, that being said, I will be uh, streaming tomorrow. Uh, Darren said he's going to be on later on tonight as well. Um, Russ, we, I, I will throw something out towards you. It'd be great if you want to, you know, maybe do some co-op sometime. I don't know. Get you. Hell you know? yeah. You yeah, got a webcam. Some, you got a webcam now. You, so you got the webcam well now, this so. is at the office i'll be at home all christmas break but uh i'd love to play some over the christmas break so well we won't have a thor for up. you but we will have a dragon we couldn't get i can get one if or I or a summoner to. i can get one <laughs> if i have to okay sounds <laughs> cool man all right sounds thank great. you again russ you have a great evening and of course right, guys, again guys thanks for everyone listening thanks for tuning in thanks yeah, for playing man. All right. Absolutely. Thank you, Russ. And of course, again, thank you guys. Uh, thank you guys for the subs. Thank you for hanging out. And a quick shout out to uh, Russ and, of course, Piranha Games. Um, you guys have a great day, night, evening, wherever you are in the world. We are going to go raid someone and shower them with support. And I think that person is going to be the one and only Lance Commander Haven, Haven Kendrick. Kendrick. We will see you guys later. Until next time, Warriors. Peace. It'd be best if you avoid me. But I know you probably can't You sense something is wrong with me You can feel it on my skin But there is more with
You probably thought it was normal Just a little off The truth is at one time I was But now I'm a robot Forever 